0: Desk Lady Ada.
1: Hey everybody and welcome to a Sunday Night Desk Lady Ada broadcasting at Lady 8 o'clock, which right now is around 810-ish. It's me, Lady Ada, this is my desk. With me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. Hi. Hi. Uh, so we've got, you know, like some stuff to show off this week. Do we have any any news and updates? Mr. News and updates
0: this week. Uh, we have our usual set of shows, and don't forget on Wednesdays now we have discount codes on Ask an Engineer. Because yes. uh, we're able to do that now. And uh, that's 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We have show and tell this week. We have JP's product pick of the week. We have Noah and Pedro's 3D Hangouts. And then Scott's off for two weeks for deep dives. But you'll also be able to tune into JP's workshop on Thursday. So that's this week and more. What are you working on this week? Lately, okay.
1: Anna? Well, let's. Uh, you want to show the calculator first?
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. I'll, uh, I'll explain this a little bit. Okay. So one of the cool things that's going on right now is Python is being used in schools. And schools, uh, maybe this isn't the so cool part, there is standardized testing. And all the standardized tests, they use these calculators. People are familiar with these HP calculators, TI calculators, Casio has one, WeStock one from NumWorks. And all of them, all of them, are now adding Python. Because Python is the most, most popular programming languages for, uh, for kids. And so this is the new TI-84 Python edition. And this will be in the US soon. We got one from the UK a little ahead of time. And uh, it's it It's like has, German, too. It's it incredible. has, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a cool. European uh, uh, version of it. And uh, f- France has already, like, said Python's the future. We're doing everything Python, 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 Python. Um, so uh, the cool thing about this one is this has a fork of Circuit Python. We didn't know about this. We didn't uh, they didn't ask us. We didn't tell them to do it, um, but we heard about it and we're like, "That's really cool." So I I'm have a like set bonkers cable. It's like of, a link cable. I have a set of uh, questions that I send yeah. over to TI. They're going to send it over to their developers who worked on this. We're going to find out why they chose a fork of Circuit Python, what all of the things it can do, and uh, this is kind of an unboxing. So this video will get five million views. Um, but uh, for calculator folks, this is a big deal, and then for Circuit Python folks, us. Big deal too. So why don't you fire up this calculator and, uh, a
1: little, little and show a little tutorial. bit of Python? Yeah, this is kind of cool. So yeah, you can connect your computer and you can do stuff. But like, let's just let's just try it out. So this is the calculator. This comes with a case okay, so and there's a protector. Can I remove it, Phil, or should I keep it on?
0: Yeah, this is the unboxing. So now it's okay. That's great. That's super cool. That's nice. All
1: right. Okay, so you turn it on with this on button here. It comes up, and it says, I uh, get shortcut menu, catalog. Okay, let's uh, let's just click two for continue. And then now you're in, like, the normal calculator mode. So I can do, like, eight plus five. So, like, it's it's a, it's a nice graphical color TFT.
0: Did you have to use any uh, specific calculator at MIT? I,
1: I was... In and High School, I was specifically prohibited by my dad for having a graphing calculator. I really? It was not allowed in my household. Yep. Wow. Get have a calculator, but not a graphing calculator. And then at MIT, because I never had a graphing calculator, I just never got one, I did have the uh, TI. Oh, there's a there's really great scientific engineering calculator that I had at MIT, and I went through like three of them because I used them constantly. And they were really – I don't remember the exact – Number off the top of my head, but it was definitely a TI calculator, and they were like, it was the one that was sold at the Coupe, Yeah, it was like, but it was it was just like a, a nice long. It was a single digit calculator. Like you know what would be neat. History.
0: Is for Wolfram to do a uh, internet connected calculator that just like it's a cloud calculator that cloud calc? ti- that's tied into. Um,
1: I think it's called Wolfram. 19. Yeah. Okay. Right?
0: Like I'm surprised that hasn't happened.
1: Didn't they just use the Wolfram app on Android or iOS?
0: Yeah. That could be a yeah. It's kind
1: of like once you have internet, you're like you might want yeah, to. may fun. as well. But it's kind of cool though. Okay, okay, so next up, let's go to um, Python mode. Which I'm trying to remember how you get into that. Just graph.
0: You have to say Python three times.
1: Python, Python, Python. So there's like all this plotting stuff.
0: Yeah. You let's... showed me some uh, graphing on this before.
1: Yeah. Now of course I'm I'm trying to remember how I how I did it. Oh my goodness, I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Well, you got into the mode before.
1: Yeah. How was that?
0: Did you read the book?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I just, like, typed something in. Maybe it was catalog?
0: I think you have to do, like, a function key to.
1: Yeah, there's the function key. Unfortunately, there's so many buttons.
0: Well, yeah, it's calculator.
1: Let's see. I don't know where I'm at. That's a... I feel a little silly, because I totally don't remember how I did it. Hold on. Like, I totally practiced doing everything else, right?
0: Hang out with us as we explore calculators.
1: Yeah, plotting data, creating a menu. As we plot. Screen display using mode, mode, math, radian. Oh, it was under apps, I think.
0: Does it have TikTok?
1: Yeah but how did I get into the apps? Hold on. Control C. Using menu, you can access many functions on the homepage by selecting from a menu. Select from menu. Select math. I feel a little silly.
0: Well, did the unboxing.
1: Yeah, but like there's too many mode. Mode? No. This
0: is. Is it a synth? Is it a mode? Program. Program. All right. Focus back in on the calculator, uh, because. All right. Look at us.
1: Okay. Don't worry.
0: We'll 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 clear that up and edit.
1: No, it's fine. All right. So if you hit, you have to hit program, which is program, which is right here. Yeah. You hit that, and then there's TI Basic and there's Python app. So maybe that's what I did, and then you hit enter. Great, Python so now app. now
0: we are in the Python app.
1: Python app. So in this, you can, maybe this, over, this. Let
0: me put it over the right a little bit, so. Like that? Well, yeah, look over here, see, move it over a little oh, bit. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry,
1: yeah, I forgot that there's an inset. Yeah. Okay, so this is, um, you can actually, so this is, you can go to files. So there's three files that come with it by default. Um, there's the hello world which is kind of what you expect and then you can go into uh alpha lock mode and you can say uh let's type in
0: and then one other thing if you just search for ti 84 yeah ti 80 ti 84 yeah and adafruit you'll see my blog post about this it says there's there is a blog post that details all of this stuff and we found out a couple of weeks ago we got calculator from the uk these will be for uh Yeah. U.S. students soon, and then we'll have an interview with the TI dev team soon.
1: Yeah. So this is the the file itself. So um, you can can edit this file if you want. Yeah. So let's say I want to...
0: What's my name?
1: Yeah. That's a good idea. She's asking what's my and then you want to what is name what is name no 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 i have to because it's like you're... what is
0: love on this planet
1: <laughs> hold on let's see my name there and, you then go. and then you want to hit run run what's my name and then you say let's see t texas
0: my name's tex texas okay
1: Okay, so yeah, like you Hello, can Texas. you can edit. I'll say I'll say the one thing you know it, it it's a little annoying to type alphanumeric on on this keypad because it has alphanumeric. Yeah. But you have to li- like like uh, you have to like focus your eyes to look at only the green or the blue text. Well,
0: here's the thing. But you so would program is,
1: it on a computer and then you could transfer yeah, flowers. this is
0: used. Um, it, there's a hub module and a rover rover yeah. module and it uses to control robot and stuff. So we're gonna find yeah. out. From TI themselves, why they chose a fork of CircuitPython, and more. So that's it. This is a world premiere. No one's ever shown yeah. this on live video, ever. And I don't think anyone will either.
1: Yeah, so there's <laughs> Graph. So this is the graphing app. So one thing I thought was kind of neat, and I think this is what they were really aiming for, is they, they have a graphics driver that they wrote in C for this chip. So when you want to... Plot like they have a they have a TI plotting object module that you can use to create these very nice plots and does all the graphing for you. So like that part I thought was kind of nice because it took advantage of what Python's really good for, which is you do the really high speed stuff in C, and then the configuration and abstraction level is in Python. So um, this is the TI plot. Um, Let's see. So let's go to. Let's enter clear. Okay, so go to editor. So you can see it's like they basically made a plotter. And I think it's like, you know, plot lib-ish. And you can see, like, you can clear the plot. And then you can create a grid. And then, you know, axes. And um, do pretty, like, you know, complicated plotting. So I thought that was kind of neat. yeah they still have TI basic on there but if you're if you're going to have people write code in basic you might as well give them python. So the only thing I don't know for sure is what is the chipset that is running on this. Like I'm assuming it's a TI processor, but what TI processor? So maybe I'll open this up later and we can we can take a look at the chip because they had to port python the underlying yeah. C they had to port to this chipset.
0: Yeah, one of my questions was like, is there another chip on there, or is it like a port to the chip? What chip is it? So I we'll think it's
1: out. I think it's core. I think it's I don't think it's communicating yeah. with a separate chip. I think it's running. I mean, like to handle this is like a three twenty by two forty screen or something. Um, yeah, something like that. Maybe like a like a two point eight inch or three inch screen. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's a nice build.
0: Yeah, we can crack it open. Um, we'll do that later. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's get the interview questions first before we uh, right, crack so open their, this, turn this their, their, their calculator on video. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, cool.
1: Put this away. All right. Next, any questions uh, about that?
0: No. Well, sort of. Why did, uh, why did your dad not want you to have a calculator?
1: calculator? Right? He, he thought it was not good for learning math because it, yeah. it makes you shortcuts. He's like, you should be able to visualize it in your head.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Do did you, did you visualize it in your head? I
1: do now visualize it in my head. Really? Yeah. So he was right? Yeah.
0: All right. There you no, go. well, I
1: mean, like, I don't know if I would necessarily, like, you know... Like, they're not necessary. I don't think graphing calculators are necessary. I do think that you want to use them as a way of verifying your visual imagery. Um, the problem is, is that at some point you get to a state where you can't necessarily graph something. It's like you have to have your mind be flexible enough to like imagine what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you can't plot it anymore. Like this can't do 3D plotting. But you know, no. you have to think about three dimensions at some point.
0: Okay. So okay. Uh, we're working on keyboards.
1: Okay, so next up we got the the macro pad, the RP twenty forty macro pad. So this is the uh oh, darkness. Some
0: light on this. We can turn the light on the uh, overhead itself.
1: Yeah, that that does exactly the opposite. It actually makes it darker. Really? True. Yeah. That's yeah, right.
0: You can always turn it back on.
1: It just sort of does that. Yeah. So let me.
0: Might be because of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The light That's on. Okay. Good.
1: So you've got the RP2040, the USB C, the OLED I changed out for one that has a um, FPC connector. So this connector, you flip it up and you can easily remove it. Um, you got the reset button here and then the STEMI QT over here. 12 buttons, 3x4. I added a, a large buzzer. Um, although I don't know how useful it is. You can always just like not place it. And then sockets for all the keys. Um, uh, for this version, I also, um, for the PCBs, I got a little, um, mechanical support plate. So this is, uh, you know, used, the, the switches are designed to use these mechanical support plates. So if you look, they have like a little lip here. Um, you, can, you can kind of barely see it, but there's a little lip, and you can tell that they're, they're meant to snap into place. And once they snap in, they're nice. They're not like so tight you can't remove them, but they're, they're mechanically strong enough that um, you have to do a little bit of work to pop them out. I don't quite want to do it here, but you, you can pop them out. Um, but then they, um, if you have a couple of them in a row, the, all of them together, even though they're not connected permanently to the bottom plate, they're strong enough that they don't, they're basically movable. Like you have enough of them that they, the friction fit, um, of all of them together pressing against the, the plate keeps them in place. And then there's a bottom plate as well. So this is also a PCB with the mounting holes that match up. And then this uh, mounts to the bottom to create the three layer macro pad PCB. So this is like, you know, nice safe bottom and we can do some nice graphics here. And like you can, you know, use screws to attach it through to the um, SMT nets. And then uh, you can put some bumpers on the bottom to make your macro pads. So this one is running Arduino. So I always do bring ups in Arduino first because I have more control over the code, and in this case, it was you know it's a handy thing to do because the OLED's a little bit has a little bit of weirdness to it that I was able to fix pretty easily in Arduino, but in CircuitPython I have to do some core changes. Um, so this, you know, you can see here I have it printing out the key numbers if I press them all. It's three three rows, four columns. No, three columns, four rows of keys, and then I have the uh, encoder, and then up here the the rotary I cannot oh, this isn't soldered in. You can see the rotary knob changing numbers as I twist things and then there's a little i squared c scanner as well. So this is the Arduino code. So in Arduino it's actually like basically completely working. Um it's very fast, it's very easy to use. So I think in Arduino will do not like that. In Arduino at least it's uh Totally done, so that's I'm good. I'm
0: kind of blown out this thing. Here. I know. I don't know why. Well, I'm kind of. I think hol- because you put the light on there before, whatever you did to make it. Bright. No, it's it's kind of. That's no, out of
1: focus. Yeah, it just doesn't like what I'm doing here. It's like it's too bright, so I'm gonna disconnect yeah. it. Um, okay, so that's Arduino. It's like why are you doing this to me? And then this is Circuit Python. So like I mentioned, um, during the code. This one doesn't have the mechanical plate, so the switches, they, you know, they can pop out a lot easier because they don't have yeah. that
0: piece? Yeah, you
1: move it over the right a little bit. Just, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, this one, I have a slightly different program, so I can turn off all the, the, um, the LEDs. Uh, so for this one, I'm still working on the OLEDs. So there's like this little line here on the right. That's because this OLED is actually not 128 by 64. The display is 128 by 64, but the chip is 132 by 64, which means that there's this like extra four, eight bytes of like dummy RAM memory that isn't being used. And um, so I just have to like, we to figure out what to do with the driver to make everything shifted over. Because when you get displays, it's not, un- it's not uncommon that the memory you have to address and the display are not aligned zero, zero. Like the, depending on how they lay it out, the, the display itself is inset into memory somehow. So again, Arduino—it's really easy. I, you know, I superclass it, and then I just fix that little offset thing. But in CircuitPython, like because this isn't the core, I can't quite superclass it. So we have to add some uh, keyword argument to um, help it know that this little chunk of memory should be skipped. Um, but that said, you know, other than that, uh, things are working, and like the display stuff is going. So the last thing is um, the little buzzer. It does work, but I want to add a little RC filter to it um, to make it sound a little bit better. And um, the audio playback for RP2040 isn't quite working. I mean, it kind of sort of works. Like it works enough for me to verify that like the speaker is connected correctly. But if I try to play an audio clip twice, it kind of like flips out a little bit. So it doesn't hard fault, but. we'll hopefully fix that in, in CircuitPython 7.0 because we're doing a lot of fixes and updates. So that's where the macro pad's coming along. But I think I'm pretty much done. The hardware's all tested. So now it's just a matter of, of software fixes. And um, I just have like a little bit of like debugging here on the speaker to try to tune the RC filter uh, to be really good because so far I haven't used this amplifier chip and piezo sorry, the buzzer with a chip that does PWM audio this doesn't have a DAC it has a PWM output but the PWM output's really fast so you can actually get like not too shabby like audio mini audio clips playing from it but you you know you want to do a little bit of filtering first so so that's so that's that that's the macro pad all right any questions before we get into the great search
0: uh about the calculator um, is the graphics library something that could be included in circuit Python library would TI be able to do that or is it they'd have still to yeah
1: they'd specific? have to add it um, yeah. we don't we don't have access to
0: All right well if they if they allow me follow-up questions in my interview I'll ask I don't be kind of cool. yeah
1: I don't know if they're using display IO underneath it um, because again there's no there's no insight into the code the code's a fork and it's not a published fork. Um, but ideally, yeah, it would be cool to have that published because then it could be, like, added to other people's projects. So it could, people can make their own yeah. DIY calculators. It would be really neat. That
0: would be super cool. Okay, let's uh, head over to The Great Church, right? Okay,
1: yep. Where in the world is that part
0: great search bar to buy digikey and adafruit every single week lady uses her powers of engineering for good and helps you find things on digikey.com what are you searching for this week at digikey
1: okay so let's go to the overhead and i'll show you this board design i'm working on so this is a kb2040 so i designed this board i think i showed off a couple weeks ago finally got the pcbs in so it's a USB C um, rp2040 board so this is the rp2040 and here's some like power regulator stuff and it's got uh, castellated pins uh, and it's designed to be pro micro shape which means that it can be used in keyboards. It's like it's specifically designed for use with keyboards um, that you would plug USB-C in and then it would generate the key commands while having um, you know LEDs or uh, key matrix uh, anodes and cathodes connected to um, this row of pins here. So. Um, the RP2040, we've chatted about and getting all the added peripherals that you need, the, the QSPI memory and the crystal, and I got some tactile buttons, but one thing that was um, new on this board that I don't put on a lot of boards recently is a PTC fuse. So the Pro Micro has a resettable fuse on it, and uh, folks might be familiar with them because um Arduino uses PTC fuses a lot, which is good because it helps protect the board and the computer. Now your USB hub and computer has PTC fuses inside of it. So if you ever plug in something to USB and it actually overdraws the current, it'll sh- auto shut off, and you know you might have to like wait a couple minutes, or you might have to reboot the computer to get that port to, to come back. Um, a PTC fuse is a thermally, it's a basically it's a resistor that's very temperature dependent. So as more current goes through it, it heats up and the resistance like goes way, way high, like so high that it basically opens up and the, basically the fuse is open, uh, cutting off power until this cools down. Uh, so it's kind of nice because unlike a glass or, you know, wire fuse, you don't have to worry about replacing it. Um, it automatically, you know, self heals. Uh, you can get these in different currents and voltages. And of course they're pick and place friendly. It's a very uh, slim, Um, PTC fuse here. So we want one. This one is is a pretty chunky, looks like it's an, you know, maybe an 18 by 12, 1812 sized PTC fuse. We want one that's much smaller. We're going to have one that's about this big. It's 0806. We just don't have as much space on this board because, you know, I have to maintain the, the physical size. So this this part here, this is the PTC fuse. So it's an 0805. I was like, can I fit an 01206? And the answer is no. There was just really no space. I was just completely jam-packed in there. So let's go to uh, the layout first real fast. And we'll take a look at the, this is it. So this is the PTC fuse. If I get info on it, it's just called fuse. And it's 0805 sized. So let's go for an 0805 um, imperial sized fuse. And we'll see what the options are. Uh, in specific, this one's going to be connected to USB, so let's you know do something that's that's USB friendly. Okay, so too much stuff open here. Okay, so hold on. Let's go to DigiKey, and uh, let's search for PTC. So it's a positive temperature coefficient fuse buys, close, fuse. Okay, so there's actually a whole category, which I've used multiple times before, PTC fuses. So go there. Okay, so now we have to decide what we want as our options. So the first thing is, well, obviously, let's pick active. And let's also pick in stock only. And let's exclude marketplace. So we're only looking at stuff that's shipping directly from Digikey and in stock. Next up, the voltage max. So the voltage max is exactly what you think. What's the what's the maximum voltage that you could have as the power supply that you're you're limiting? Now it's, you know, you're gonna see these in like chunks of like six, 12, and then, you know, 50, and then up to like 100. The larger the voltage, of course, the bigger the fuse. So if you're looking for price, you know, you might end up at a lower voltage, but since uh, size is most important to us, um, we're probably going to be limited to like that 06, sorry, that that six volt or maybe even eight volt um, power maximum based on the size. So actually since our size is the most specific thing we have, let's go to surface mount and let's pick from the package size 0805, which is 2012 metric. So you can see these get very large and there's also through-hole size ones, and there's whatever. There's these, like, gigantic, chunky square ones. So let's, um, let's apply. Okay, so now we're only going to be looking at the 805 ones. Um, so the next thing is, uh, right, so you can say we can, we can pick the voltage max, but since all of them are above our maximum voltage, which is USB, which is 5 volts, you know, we actually can leave this alone. So next question is the current hold and the current trip. And that's actually kind of the, the, the most important things you're going to want to think about. In general, the current trip is two times the current hold. Now, like I said, it's, this, is a, this is a temperature coefficient device. It's very temperature uh, dependent. So you don't want it to act significantly different or poorly at like high or low temperatures. You want it to be somewhat consistent. So it's not like when it hits that number, it'll immediately trip. There's going to be some variation, right? So you want to think of, based on the usage current, how, you know, how much um, current is going to be going through, is it continuous, is it spiking? Hold is like your continuous current, and trip is like when it spikes up to that, that's when it's going to shut off. Now, technically, for USB, 500 milliamps is considered the standard hold current. I will say though that you can you can get ones with higher or lower so let's look at 500 milliamps to one amp and that's what the whole because that's like that's our like consistent power draw why would you even need that much for a keyboard well maybe you have a lot of neopixels on it um you have an oled screen you have a buzzer like a lot of things are adding up before you know it you're at about 500 milliamps but you don't want, of course, to have the fuse so low that people are tripping it just on usage because it'll make the device seem really flaky. So then let's apply all. Okay, so next there's, there's thickness, which I don't really care about. Um, there's the resistance post-trip. There's, you know, the resistance, uh, the, the current trip you can see. There's, it's usually about two times whatever the hold is. And then current max is like how much you could force through it before it gets damaged. Um, time to trip is, you know, how long at the high current before it actually trips. Most of these are, about you'll see they're, they're all pretty much about 0.1 to 0.3 seconds. They're not instantaneous, but they're also not super slow. Just make sure that it won't damage your board. Um, okay. And next up. And then of course, if you need, overvoltage protection this doesn't do overvoltage protection this does over current protection um if you need over voltage there are different input filter chips that you can do that you know they'll they're they're safe for a very wide range of input voltages or negative voltages and they won't let current through unless it's like the right level and sometimes sometimes they also have uh, current limiting as well so this is this is good for USB, where you're you're never going to have something over five volts come into USB, so you don't have to worry about protecting against over voltages, just over currents. All right, so next up, let's uh, look. So yeah, so we've got seven fifty milliamps, we've got five hundred, we've got one amp. Really, it's up to you. I think I'm going to go with the five hundred milliamps. It's 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 a safe amount, but that's also again the standard. Um, so having this be compatible with the Pro Micro, if it's doing 500 hold, I should do 500 hold. So when you do that, there's about seven options remaining. So there's a couple of, uh, what's really nice is, you know, these are generic, so you can get them from Bourns and from LittleFuse and from BellFuse. Um, as you can tell by the stock numbers, uh, BellFuse is super popular. You know, there's 135,000 of these in stock right now. Um, this is a nice rendering. And, uh, you know, it says 20-week lead time, but there's 135000 in stock. So, like, we're, we're good to go. And these are only about $0.10 cents a piece. So I think I'm going to pick up these. Um, they're good, but then, again, don't worry about it. There's always fuses available in that package from other suppliers. So, you know, if you're worried about, like, shortages or something, just make sure you have the part numbers written down for all the alternatives. Uh, but this one seems like it's going to be fine for quite a while. That's the great search. Where
0: All right, so uh, question that was in the chat. Um, yes. I guess this is this is someone asking an opinion. Um, the new USB-C up to forty-eight volts.
1: Well, that that requires power delivery, which we're not going to do on this device at all. I'm not
0: going to do that. Got it. All right, and then. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, yeah, folks want to tear down the calculator. I'm not going to do that. Tonight.
1: Not tonight. Not tonight. That's
0: um, But I am going to do, uh, if, you, if you've stuck around this long, you get a treat. So here's a treat. Okay. Um, in the chats, just tell me which one you like better. So we have an e ink Trinky that we're doing. And each Trinky has its own little character. And so the obvious thing was like, well, it's e ink, you know, squid, octopus, and everything. So we did that. This is the e ink Trinky character. Um, but, you know, we don't have a panda. Pandas are black and white, and, like, like you know, if they get in a fight, maybe they'd like to get bloodied or something like that, but, um, here's the E-Ink trinky panda. So, w- we're gonna choose one of these. I mean, I guess, like, it could morph into one and, like, change back into it, but, um, I don't know which one we're gonna do yet, but this is, uh, this is how it is. Maybe I'll put it up for vote or something like that, but, uh, I like both, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. Panda? Or octopus or squid so those are those are the two those are the and, and again like we're gonna have limited edition trinkies and stuff like that we're calling them nfts not forever trinkies um that are physical hardware but anyways so yeah yeah a couple of votes for panda i think folks are saying panda 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 panda, panda. panda. folks like are liking pandas? panda yeah okay all right so so far so far panda. In a in our focus group of uh 20. And there are yeah there, you're right there is red pandas too so
1: this well is really, we have we have red mono you know we have black yeah. white and red inks oh,
0: squid all right uh this is catching up
1: uh oh squids, squids squids and
0: octopus like oh now it's now Nuts, it's neck and neck uh now there's a squid yeah uh oh all right so that's the show tonight
1: okay bye right, thanks everybody we'll
0: okay. oh, be this one or this one or both we don't know which maybe one will eat the other I don't know calamari. Okay, so yes. we'll see everybody during right. the week. Thank you so much. That is your Desk of for this week.
1: Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye-bye. Have a great week.